there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. We've lived long enough to see the SEC become the Big 12. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. a reformed Mississippi State fan turned Rebels diehard. And with me, as always, is AJ. Every school in Florida is trash, just like your your state. I added that last bit. Marchese. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to stand by those words. You let all the fans into the stadium, Florida. Gotcha. <laughs> Today we'll break down our 2021 NFL Draft Superlatives from this past Saturday in college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Okay, before we jump into it, um, AJ and I uh, missed something last week. Trey Lance declared. North Dakota State redshirt sophomore quarterback Trey Lance declared. We knew it happened. We just didn't do talk about it on the show because we, uh, I think we just both kind of assumed it was happening and yeah. didn't really, weren't shocked by it and never thought about it again. Yeah, the more exciting um, news is Dylan Radins has accepted a senior bowl invite. Uh, oh, good point for senior bowl invite uh, acceptment no. of the year. Um. I've seen since he declared. I've seen which is this is strange. Since he declared, like in the summer, everyone was all in on Trey Lance. Like he's clearly in the top three quarterback conversation. I think he is pretty close to Justin Fields at this point. Obviously, Fields now has eight games to prove otherwise. Um, but once he declared, I saw a lot of people like coming out and being like, "Well, there's only been four redshirt sophomore quarterbacks to ever declare for the draft, and they were all like pretty terrible, um, including Johnny Manziel." This is. Uh, obviously it doesn't happen very often, but in his 17, 16, was it 16 or 17 games? Whatever it was, he uh, he clearly showed he has the physical tools. He's perfect for today's NFL. He's got all the arm talent in the world. Even though he struggled in his one-game showcase against Central Arkansas, you still saw what he could do, especially in the second half with his arm and on the ground is just a, a fantastic athlete. Um, I, it's obviously wildly early in the process, but realistically, AJ, like, Trey Lance isn't going to fall out of the top 10 or like Dwayne Haskins went 15th and played one season at Ohio state, like mm-hmm. started for one season at Ohio state. And I think Trey Lance is clearly the better prospect at this point. Um, just in terms of physical traits, uh, so I, I just can't really even imagine him falling into the top 10. I will say top 15 to be uh, safer than you. 
But it's so true, yeah, though. Yeah, you always, you always safe. I'm playing it safe. Uh, it's so true, though. It's like everyone just fucking turned on him once he declared. It was like... It, it was, was like, weird. Yeah, I was like, I saw, like, very rarely saw any negative tweets, and then it kind of started during the game when he was was struggling a bit in the first half, and, you know, we, we talked about that last week. And then, yeah, it was like, it's like, oh, people saying he's close to Justin Fields are crazy, and it's like, okay, man. It's like, it was so weird, but that's that's... The life of draft Twitter, Rob. You know that firsthand, buddy. The The other thing is, like, even if he is, like, I'm assuming Justin Fields takes another leap this year and firmly has himself as quarterback two behind Trevor Lawrence, which, so I don't, like, it's not a hot take to say Trey Lance is clearly the third quarterback, but it's just a hot take to act like he's not a first-round caliber quarterback, especially mm-hmm. in this class where, this QB4 door is just rotating. <laughs> KJ Costello fucking sucks. <laughs> K- Kyle Trask is like... Uh, he doesn't really get the blood flowing for you, you know? Yeah, like He looks like he's going to play for a while in the NFL, but uh, how high is that ceiling? He reminds me of Nick Foles, personally. Um, and then, like, Kellen Mond is starting to build some hype after this past week. More on that in a bit. <laughs> but it's, like, still a very open QB four door for Zach Wilson to eventually take the reins. Um, so I, I just <laughs> yeah. think, like, pe- people just like to have hot takes or something. I don't that, know. That's, exactly that's, that's draft Twitter. Yeah, exactly. And, like, once one person says something, they all like to kind of pile on. Uh, it's a copycat profession, but, uh, you know, we'll, we're, we do it too, so it's okay. In, in, in three <laughs> months, people will be talking about how maybe Trey Lance should go one. You know, it's sometimes like the stock of players is predictable, though. You know what I mean? It's like they'll dip and then they'll rise, and you kind of know it. Like it's like like how many times do we say, okay, he'll he'll go to the combine and look pretty good, even though everyone kind of hates him right now, and then his stock will go up. Like is it actually his real stock? I don't know, but it's his draft Twitter stock. You know what I mean? And that's the, the more important stock in my yeah, eyes. Exactly. Okay, let's jump into it. Week six of college football was actually a pretty fantastic day of games. Yeah, a um, lot, lot of lot of crazy stuff, and it was fun. Close games, upsets, we had it all, and like every time slot felt strong. Mm-hmm. Um, week week seven, it doesn't look like that will be the case. Yeah, but, but you said this this week, so yeah, I'm doing the jinx again. Shh, don't mention it. Everyone knows. <laughs> all right. Our, our, our day of college football actually started on a Thursday this week, too, which was nice. And it starts on a Wednesday this week. Wow. This upcoming week. Um, let's jump into best freshmen. Speaking of weekdays, uh, who, who's your top freshman? <laughs> well, I can't – you can't lead me into that, and I can't not say Jimmy. Yeah, Gibbs. I know. Yeah. Sorry. I know. This is genius. Jimmy Gibbs, he was so much fun to watch uh, for that Georgia Tech attack, man. Uh, like, another Ray game where, jackets? Yeah, where he had uh, – uh, receiving touchdown and lots of yards receiving and like not not the biggest day on the ground but he's just like him and sims both look like they're gonna be college football dudes uh sims sims will see i think gibbs will be like i can safely say he'll probably be a draft dude uh, i'm not gonna say that about a freshman quarterback yet i'll take wow Whoa. <laughs> I'm, yeah. told you, I'm playing it's, it's play it safe sunday for aj okay that's it okay i'll be the risky one okay <laughs> Jameer Gibbs top 10 pick in three years uh 121 total yards on 15 touches we saw what he could do um as a pass catcher in previous weeks yeah, saw it again against Louisville he's just so explosive in the open field and the other thing is it's not like he's really out of nowhere he's like the him and Jeff Sims were the prize of Jeff Collins mm-hmm. uh rebuild in, at Georgia Tech recruiting wise and it's paying off because I've put Jeff Sims down here as well. He had three total touchdowns, threw for 249, ran for 64. He's just such a, like, confident quarterback for a freshman. And, like, is Louisville that great? No. <laughs> yeah, but big bust they, of a team. They won eight games in the, AC, uh, the ACC last year. And, like, there were high hopes. They were ranked, yeah. ranked in the fake top 25 at one point. Yeah. Um, and, and Georgia Tech wasn't expected to be, really be competitive until at least next year. And now they've toppled Florida State at Florida State, and then they beat Louisville at Bobby Dodd. Um, Two powerhouses. And they, yeah. And, and, I mean, they're, like, <laughs> in a regular year, this looks like a team that, that would be fighting for a, for a six-win bowl season. And... That like that's a huge win for Jeff Collins turning this triple option offense into a, a spread exciting. Like Jeff Sims looks like in in three years he'll be a 
potential quarterback prospect, and Gibbs looks like a top running back in the nation down mm-hmm. the road. Yeah, like yeah, they 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 would made a bowl game if they had the, you know, four easy games to start the season. Right. Yeah. Right. Like they they would have ran through Campbell. <laughs> well, I don't know about the camels. That's a, that's a that's a heavy task, but yeah. The Camels uh, just just playing only ACC teams this year and getting destroyed. I feel bad. <laughs> uh, let's continue with Play It Safe Sunday. I, I, I guess it's Monday, but we're recording on Sunday. Uh, Eric Gilbert, baby. Ooh, sticking my neck out on the line with this one. Uh, he looked great again. Uh, he's a freak. Yeah, he is a freak. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how the hell he's a, he's a freshman. Actually, you know, to, to just go back to Gibbs, too. He's so well-built for a freshman back, but... Uh, Eric Gilbert's bull built for uh, an 18-year-old, <laughs> any any 18-year-old in the world. Um, another big game for him. Had the the sweet touchdown there. Uh, he looks like a dude. A lot of tight end talk for for us for or for me today at least. And he's tight end one in uh, three years. Maybe <laughs> tight end one next year is coming up later, and then uh, we already know tight end one for this year is. So let, let's just a lot of tight end one talk. A lot of tight end one talk, baby. Um, yeah, Eric Gilbert, I mean, the fact that you can be 18 and already be 6'6", 250, and yeah. already also be one of the best athletes on the field in, in major college football, <laughs> it's uh, shocking. He's a freak. Sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of SEC freshmen, how about how about uh, a guy who caught your attention last week, Tank Bigsby? Yeah, this was, Tank, baby. This, I think, against Arkansas, I know Bo Nix tried to lose the game, Auburn somehow won, and... The Razorbacks were robbed, but Tank Bigsby gave their offense a legitimate identity on the ground. He had, this, I think, was his real breakout game. Ran for 146. This guy breaks first, like his name yeah. is Tank, but he's not like the biggest back. He's built well for a freshman. He's six foot two, two oh five, I believe, but he's breaking first contact like on almost every touch. He's so physical. He was just bucking defenders. I love Tank Bigsby. I love Tank Bigsby too, and like. First of all, it's the name. That's a great name. It's not just Tank. Bigsby, I think, is a great fucking last name, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been fun to watch the the first couple games. And that's, I mean, Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz are fun, but uh, Bo Nix is my least favorite player maybe in college football history. I don't, don't like him at all. So having the other guys around him and, and big old Tank is is, uh, is enjoyable. My gonna... least favorite is um, Denard Robinson. <laughs> Okay, how can you not love shoelace? That's a bad take. Um, uh, he's from the school up north. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, what about what about the, who was the uh, other quarterback at Michigan when they both got there and he started over shoelace um, and oh, left t- after like two years? Tate Forcier, baby. Yes, <laughs> I hate him legitimately. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. I love Tate Forcier though. Uh, going from. The, the, the big old tank Bigsby. Let's 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 do the opposite. Deuce Vaughn, baby, another great name, uh, another exciting freshman running back who uh, not not a major game. Had like I don't know. I can't do math in my head. You're good at doing it. Eighty-seven total yards. That might be wrong. Uh, had, the, had the big catch and run though to kind of set up the the game there for for the Wildcats. Uh, Deuce Vaughn is so much fun. He's gonna be so much fun to watch at K State for fucking three more years, maybe four. Um, K-State loves short running backs. They do. I mean, for like his first career game ever, the Sproles comps were coming out, so that's sick. <laughs> but no, he, he looks he looks really good. And I like, again, and it, you know what's been impressive to me just overall is a lot of these underclassmen running backs catch the ball so well. And I know that's something, obviously, we know the NFL is looking for. And it, it just, I, I think I think we're seeing it more at the high school. I mean, we must be having it more at the high school level, just getting them involved more. And I mean, it's it's smart. So these guys coming out and, and catching the ball better than they ever have, and uh, I mean, hopefully they can pass block too. I, I, that's gonna be such a swoon for the NFL in a couple years. All aboard the sophomores train. Is that a good transition with the train in the background? Sometimes I can't hear it, but then I'll listen to the show, and it's like, holy fuck, how could I not hear it? It's so loud. But yeah, it's good because um, we have a, this. This is a long train here. Rob. We got a lot of sophomores. Yeah. For real, and let, let's uh, let's start at the top with um, our our son Matt Corral. <laughs> That's correct. Because I assume you, I assume you, I assume you have him as well. I do, I do. Uh, I kind of, I have a lot of guys though. <laughs> yeah. uh, Corral is awesome, man. What a fucking gunslinger, man! I, fucking cannon on his arm. I I love him so much, and I mean, 
what a game. They almost pulled it off. Uh, didn't cover our homemade spread, which sucks because they should have. Um, covered the real spread, though. Um, <laughs> I don't like what can you, we've said so many great things about Matt Corral. What, what, what can you add here, Rob? He, he's got an awesome arm. He is consistently showing an ability to win out of structure. I mean, that Alabama defense didn't look very good, but we know they're no. full of NFL talent. Um, and, and the moment never looked too big for him. He I don't know how Taysom Hill Plumley was playing over him last okay. year. I mean, that's just Rich Rod being Rich Rod. <laughs> Let but, me add uh, something to this. Like we know, we know Plumley's obviously a great athlete, but like Matt Carell has looked like a really good athlete. Like it's not like he's running yeah. for 100 yards a game, but he's making guys miss, and he's uh, I, and like you said, the out of structure stuff. He, he's looked fantastic on that, and like. Like when they put Plumley in the game and he, it was almost a fumble. Like that, like Matt Crowell could have got that little fucking zone read and got in the end zone. Yeah. So stop doing Taysom Hill stuff, Wayne. Uh, but yeah, Matt, Matt Crowell, awesome arm, really good at his structure. Like he's a, uh, I think, a legitimate quarterback prospect down the road. I he's only redshirt sophomore. Um, and. and uh, Especially with Lane Kiffin there, just knowing, and, and also the the players around him are all relatively like Jerion Ely and Snoop Connor. The running backs are both relatively young guys who are going to be back. I know Elijah yeah, yeah. Moore's draft eligible, and and, and um, our tight end one Kenny Yeboa is also <laughs> a, a senior. Like those guys won't be back, but I mean, you just gotta expect if they can do that, they're gonna be able to attract offensive recruits and hey. Maybe maybe become the Big Twelve team in the SEC. Uh, retweet. I I also threw Ely down here while while we're here because he he looks amazing too. Another sophomore. Like, but yeah, like you just said, having those two in the backfield, uh, for another two, one, two, three, whatever the hell I can't do math years. Um, that that that's that looks amazing. Um, imagine if Lane got like all the talent from the last couple years at Ole Miss on the field. Like, imagine DK and AJ were still there with it with Matt Corral and Ely. That'd be fucking sick. Anyways, well, I'm um, all aboard the lane train, Rob. Hell yeah! I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Tennessee Georgia game here and go with linebacker Henry Toto. Is that how you say it? I, I think you're right. Yeah, I also have him down. Uh, he was dominant against the Georgia running game. I know Tennessee ended up like just losing it in the second half, but he <laughs> was consistently stacking, shedding blocks, attacking angles. Like he was a master defending the run. I know he got burnt early in the passing game, but that's like that. He looks like he just so instinctual and physical for a young backer, and he reads keys so well. And uh, I was blown away by him. And I know he he was really good as a freshman, but yeah, like that's I think the best player on Tennessee. Yeah, eleven tackles, two TFLs. Uh, I'm not sure what type of pass cover guy he's gonna be, but yeah, defending the run, he looked he looked amazing. Uh, okay, well, I'll go. I'll jump to a pass cover guy because uh, that's a natural transition. Uh, Kahiri Elam, baby, he was a he was a monster this this uh, Saturday. Three pass defense. That one um, early in the game, I, I forget who the target was. Um, just click and close, man. He, that looks so impressive. He's well. He's I think he's like six two. Um, had one another yeah, one long. of those other pass defense was in the end zone. He he looks like a guy. I know. I know. There's like. People were anointing him as a freshman at Florida already last year. Uh, and, yeah, he, he looks fantastic. Yeah, and it, it helps that Marco Wilson looks horrible opposite him. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been great. On a horrible Florida defense, I, I, Elam looks like the most talented guy out there each week, I think. Uh, I I love Ventrell Miller, but, like, you know. Uh, we'll he get, had a bad actually, week. Let, let's move right there because Isaiah Spiller, who's, I think, both – both of our both of us should have here ran the fuck over Fentrell Miller on the fourth quarter uh, touchdown on fourth down. Uh, like he, he had the one PBU that he could have been an interception. That that was a nice play on uh, on another sophomore that I can mention. I will in a sec. But yeah, he he kind of had a rough week. But Spiller, man, uh, you t- you yeah, take Sp- the Spiller train here. Spiller is is a guy who had a lot of hype entering the season. The Texas A&M offense was kind of stale up until this yeah. Florida game. Yeah. Really, just relying on Kellen Mond creating for himself, and then he he explodes for 174, two scores, ripped up like you said the the huge run where he trucked Ventrell Miller. <laughs> he's a, he's a big back too, like he's a long strider. He's six one. He's he's like two twenty, two twenty five ish. Really physical, but patient. 
and, and great contact balance. He he's a guy I'm excited to watch down the road. Yeah, me too. I mean, that that's a good uh, uh, tandem back there in the in the backfield for for a Yeah, him him and Aeneas Smith are just like they they can they contrast really well. Yeah. 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 Uh, while we're in a And M, Jalen Watermeyer, the tight end, he could be tight end one next year. He looks great. He, he's already big. He, he, like, not a monster game. Five catches, 53 yards. But he had that awesome one-handed catch. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a top 10 end next year. And, and he was awesome against Alabama, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he – the the AM pass-catching group has struggled up until this Florida game outside of him. Like, him and Aeneas Smith have been yeah. Yeah. the go-tos. Uh, but you know who the new go-to is? Caleb Chapman, who I've got down here as well. Uh, the the uh, sophomore receiver for Texas A&M, he he just was just torching Marco Wilson in that safety group. Had two scores, 151 yards, well built guy, six five, yeah, and and moving really well. You know what I did? I, I cheated. I put him out of nowhere because he is eligible. He's a redshirt sophomore. <laughs> just to just to get him out of the sophomore category. But yeah, he looked fantastic, man. Like and like you said, six five. Uh, contested catches. It was like the whole offense kind of just on, on in, the, in the air. It was Chapman and Watermeyer. Then on the ground, it was it was, it was uh, Smith and fucking Spiller. It was a good. I mean, they played great. And I think when Kel- like when you get a good Kellen Mond, uh, I know you're gonna touch on Mond later. Um, maybe we both will. But <laughs> when you get a good Kellen Mond, that's a it's a, it's a competitive and obviously good football team. Okay, this is way too much sophomore talk. I'm going to do one more and then move on. Kyron Williams, once again, Correct. the Notre Dame running back, 185 yards, two scores. The Florida State defense just doesn't, I don't think, know how to defend the run. But Kyron <laughs> Williams, he's so twitchy and physical. And yeah. he he Notre Dame entered the year with questions around how their offense would work with losing so many pass catchers and not having a, a stable running back. And Ian Book being Ian Book, and then Kyron Williams just taking the wheel behind a really good offensive line. Yeah, and that, and the, Notre Dame's just grinding. Huge. The holds are huge, but yeah. Williams looks like fucking explosive as hell. Uh, AJ's just dropping f bombs every other word today. It's Sunday morning. What's I got? I gotta swear. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Want, I won't say it this time. Quickly, uh, Dracovic, Zay Flowers, the best connection in the country, baby. Keep, keep an eye on them. Flowers looks awesome on the deep routes. Okay, weekday warrior. I, I, I'm going to start with uh, Thursday night, the Houston-Tulane game. Uh, we get Marcos Stevenson in his debut after Houston had four games canceled in a row. Correct, uh, yeah. Tops 100 yards, has a score, also had a 97-yard kick return touchdown, which was beautiful. His Amazing. patience on that was awesome. Stevenson, uh, like, he, he looks so fast. and I, I mean, we knew he was fast, but he looked so fast on Thursday night, man. Uh, yeah, that, that kick return touchdown was amazing. We just... Looked like he, he was kind of dead twice there, and then he just reversed field and uh, gone. Uh, yeah, he's 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 my weekday warrior. Um, I also put I put Tutu Atwell here for the Friday night game against Georgia Tech because it feels like every week he is open deep and gets missed by Malik Cunningham and should have a bigger game than he actually has. He ended up with 52 yards and a great touchdown snag, but he, he once again should have had way more yards. He just needs better quarterback play. Hey, it's funny you said that because he was one of my uh, – prospect who played the box score because like you said should have had way more yards and then you know the touchdown grab was great it was wide open but he had to die for it um yeah it just felt like uh malik cunningham kept missing him and then you know even his catches feel difficult so i gave him the nod there you know what i mean yeah but, no he uh he like even on the, his touchdown grab like he was yeah. wide open he had to make a great adjustment <laughs> yeah exactly um, okay, best prospect overall that you saw? Uh, I got. I, I went to like the five usual suspects. To be honest. I, oh my god, you have so I know. many for every category. I know. I'm bad this Just week. Try to try to do three. Let's limit to three going forward. Okay, uh, shooting up the board, you can do five. Sliding down five, but everywhere else, maybe three. <laughs> no one wants to listen to you ramble and say the f word every other word. Oh my. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Trevor Lawrence is really good, Rob. I think the like reason to put him here is he was just taking an absolute beating. Yeah, for real. The, the probably more on the Miami defensive line kind of kicking Clemson's butt, but it didn't matter because they still blew the doors off them. And Trevor Lawrence uh, looked great. Had the rushing touchdown too. It was like like I don't know how many throws he really missed, man. And obviously we haven't done the tape on this game. We just watched it live while watching two other games, but. 
like you Dude, know he had, he had the other long play that should have been a touchdown where he had the yes, receiver in the chest yes what an amazing throw that was a brutal drop um yeah man it's just like you know what else i, I remember that like the the pump fake where like he should have been sacked and like the pump just yes. got the defense like that was awesome it's just all the little things it's like every single snap trevor lawrence does if you're paying close enough attention he does like something little that's like holy shit that's really impressive yeah, the I guess one of the big takeaways you mentioned the Miami defensive line winning a lot. Yep. It it just didn't seem to matter all that much because no. Trevor Lawrence is so poised under pressure and so good at creating and navigating a muddy pocket. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, and you also mentioned the little things like the the way he'd move a safety with his eyes and then just dump it into space to Amari Rogers or Travis yep. Etienne and the things like that. It's just and he's getting murdered throughout the game. Yeah, I dude, the, the one hit which was kind of you know the spear kind of hit. Excuse me, I I didn't think they should have put him back out there. And then with the, the on the drive, he finished it with a rushing touchdown. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, f bomb. Uh, yeah, I I I'll throw UTN here again, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the passing game, eight catches for 73 mm-hmm. yards, and like you said, just a lot of dump downs. But it almost felt like he was, I, I guess he was a go to guy in the passing game. Like it was a lot of design screens and stuff, and. Uh, I, there's been a major uptick in them using him as a pass catcher yeah. this year. I think part of that is the youth at receiver outside of Amari Rogers. Yes. Um, they get, they, they're running way more screens to him. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's also a huge plus because again, like the one thing to worry about potentially with him was his, his ability as a pass catcher. And, and last year he showed he can do it, but this year he's showing it's like a huge positive in his game. And he's looking more and more like Alvin Kamara. Plus he had that. 72-yard touchdown run where just his burst, his ability mm-hmm. to hit 100 immediately is insane. Uh, yeah, I was I was behind on my stream, but you you said you just said laugh out loud or something, and I knew once I saw the handoff that even though there wasn't wasn't much doing on that play, I knew ETN was gonna uh, absolutely house it. Um, okay, exposing just a, me for my my hipster laugh out loud lingo. Yeah, Ooh, you're so you're such a hipster. Um, okay, to put you on the spot because I know it's not a spot you like to be in. Uh, yes. Is ETN going to be a first round running back that you never ever admit that there is a, such a thing? No. <laughs> Not on your I board. Take... Like, is he going to go in the first round? No. Okay. I, I, I think he will. James Robinson, you couldn't even get drafted. Okay, well, because they don't listen to our show, those dumb dums in the NFL. Um, I mean, speaking of running backs, because uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be in this spot pretty much every week, it, it would seem. So my, my focus this week is on Etienne Najee Harris, who yes. were pretty, I think, much consensus one and two running backs entering this this season, and, and they both just look yeah. like they're on an even like a better level again this year. Uh, Harris ran for five touchdowns, top two hundred. Once again, looks strong in the passing game. He is just. Uh, running harder than anyone in college football right now. He's so physical. It feels like he's breaking two tackles yeah, every man. carry. He hurdles someone once a week. He is awesome. Yeah, draft both of them. Go to an old-school running approach. He'll never lose. Uh, did have the fumble, but, like, you know, it was pouring rain, and it was kind of a, a, a tough fumble. It was just a good play by Ole Miss. Um, uh, do you have anybody else here? Am I allowed to? Okay, while we're at Bama, Devontae Smith and Walla were amazing. He was the best prospect? Who? You gotta figure this out. He's a shooting up the board guy, I would say. Smith or Waddle? Smith. Okay, shooting up the uh, that's kind of, they kind of blended into mine. I, I've got a lot of here. Okay, Devonta Smith shooting up the board. Go ahead. Let's move. I, I I was just gonna say I was just gonna say with Devonta Smith, I feel like he's a guy who could end up sliding to, to the second round just because yeah he is enough. not the the guy Jalen Waddle is yeah. Fair enough. My my the bottom of my categories blend into the next one. I'm, I make beautiful transitions. Uh, okay, let's 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 go with Devonta Smith shooting up the board. 13 catches, 164 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Looked amazing. Route running king. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, Waddle on that one, the the where he kind of just well, like a pump and go kind of route. Um, it had to amazing. adjust. Yeah, but like, man, it's it's almost like he felt exactly where the DB's eyes were because it's like it, it's almost like he sold it. And he could feel where the, the, the DB was taking the, the false step. And then that's when he shot up. It was so awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I put those guys there, too. Do you think they both end up – like, Jalen Wall's going to go in the first round. I, 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 Locked, I'm, I yeah. think we're both yeah. pretty confident with that. Do you think Devonta Smith ends up in the first round, or do you think he's a casualty of 
a deep playmaker class and him being more of the awesome route runner with great hands than necessarily the four three guy i you know what to be honest i was i I think like i like devonta smith a lot obviously i was i think i'm slightly lower than i i think you and the devonta smith stands are but i still like him a lot so like I, I love see, Devonta Smith. I know, and I like him a lot. But seeing him slide out wouldn't shock me. But like right now, it's it's hard to say no because he's he, he's great. I don't know, man. Like even when he's not having these monster games, like last week with that amazing toe tap. I know that yeah. in the NFL it doesn't count, but still showing off the body control. Um, so that's in your notes. You write this touchdown doesn't count, and you subtract one. <laughs> it's, I bet you somewhere there are NFL scouts. That's a thing for sure. A hundred percent. That's yeah, a thing. Hundred percent. <laughs> um, anyways yeah I, I i think he's gonna be in that 25 to 40 range though but it, it might be the first yeah one. he just feels like a guy who's gonna have such an immediate impact yeah I, I i'm falling more in love with him as the weeks go by even more than i was in the summer to be honest i'm excited like once this re- this receiver class really gets going when we start with the we get some of the big 10 guys going yeah for real i mean Let's let's jump right in. Shooting up the board, uh, Terrace Marshall, who uh, Brugler kind of mentioned in his article this week, and then all of draft Twitter latched to. I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> no, but, that did happen. So it, it does. I mean, it does, but I don't blame him. Who cares? Anyways, yeah, it's whatever. And then he absolutely goes off against Mizzou. Uh, they lose, but he goes off against Mizzou. Eleven grabs, 235 yards, three touchdowns. Nearly won them the game. He got stopped inches short, and then the next two uh, targets were at him too. Uh, he looked awesome. I liked him in the summer, but I wasn't like ready to anoint him, and I don't think anyone was. But uh, I was, I was drastically low on him and feel dumb. I remember, yeah, I I, I wasn't high enough, but uh, I do remember you were kind of a little sour. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, he, I'm. I th- he just felt like he was such an easy pick to be a big breakout guy, um, and like some of the other ones we picked have <laughs> missed. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Marshall looked amazing against against the old Tigers. I think one thing um, that's kind of impressed me with him thus far is he's just such a better route runner than I expected. Mm, yeah. Or that, than I thought while scouting him over the summer. Yeah. It's it's almost like you just got to slap a first-round grade on any team or any player that uh, is a big recruit and they have like a first-round draft pick ahead of them. Like, or two of them in, in Marshall's case. You know, it's, it's, it's like you just believe the hype, you know what I mean? Yeah, you and Walker Little, you've always said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick in the SEC uh, and jump to Old Miss. We already, yeah. We're doing tight end. It's tight end talk. Kenny Yeboah. Awesome. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned him last week. I think I and now the hype's weeks. all coming up. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I was Sorry, your son? I'm, your son? It's such a cringy term. No. I know. It's the best. He's my best friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. 181 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Lane Kiffin does an awesome job Dude. moving him around too. Yeah. You know what? I think like, it was. I think it was last week. They had one where he kind of went in motion and then went on the on the seam rub, but through the A gap or the B gap, and I was like, "That's creative as hell!" And he got wide open. So the, the, it's like he's playing great, but Kiffin is like designing plays for him, and it's just well, working. What What you have to think about is think about what Kiffin did with Harrison Bryant last mm-hmm. year at F, or over three years at FAU. Yeah, and hey, Harrison Bryant has been the best rookie tight end thus far. Um, yeah, and then he gets Yaboa, who's obviously the Temple grad transfer. He was always good at Temple, but like not featured whatsoever. And what, what a clutch a, transfer to get for Lane too. By the way, yeah, he's he's like built like a jumbo slot. He's yeah. really built very similarly to Harrison Bryant. Yeah, because they're, they're both about two forty six five. They're like very similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're and they're used in these jumbo receiver roles. And so through three games, he's already got four touchdowns and three fifty five. And like Kyle Pitts is stealing the show, but Kenny Bow is thickly in the top ten tight end conversation. And yeah, really, because the, the the drop, like, there's obviously the top three, then there, there's, like, two more guys, and then it's very open. Like, Kenny Abo is a, a potential top five tight end. Agreed. And um, so, like like we mentioned, it was a lot of, like, Kiffin just getting him open down the seam, and he, obviously doing the job and finishing for Yabo. He had the long catch and run. Uh, but then the, the one catch on the sideline where he went up and it, it was contested, and the uh, I, I forget what the DB was, but that was great. So, like, those plays are what I want to see more of from Yaboa. But he's he's looked fantastic. Um, 
I'm going to move to the – actually, I'll stick in the SEC and just jump to Georgia-Tennessee really quick, where mm-hmm. last week we were doing a ton of Tyson Campbell talk. This week, Eric Stokes was awesome, yeah. their other yeah. corner. And that secondary was terrifying. He he had a pick. He broke up another pass. He's all like, like Tyson Campbell, well-built, um, really explosive downfield – or like coming down, um, closing, and, and showed off really great cover instincts. He's like – that Georgia defense is terrifying. And I actually – I also put Monty Rice, their their middle mm-hmm. linebacker, who was all over the field, had a perfect blitz for a strip sack, recovered it himself, and scored. Uh, it's a it's a pretty strong-looking linebacker class, and he is yeah. very much one of the guys to watch. You know who wasn't afraid of Monty Rice? And uh, Eric Stokes, baby. Josh Palmer, Brampton's very own, who had two touchdown catches, was cooking deep early and then kind of fizzled off. But I thought he looked good. Uh, I knew you'd mention him. Yeah. Uh, uh, just do a couple quick ones. Uh, you know what? Uh, this isn't a quick one. I, I, I keep – the more I watch a Javion Hawkins, the more I'm kind of falling for him. Like, it, it, it was 26 carries for 155 yards, but it was like every carry was like he was making something happen. And he fumbled, but it was in the rain, and he wasn't wearing gloves, so he's a king. Um, but I, I, the more I watch of Hawkins, the more I like him. I know we're kind of joking about him being running back three uh, during the game, but – uh, no, I, I'm liking him more and more. Uh, he's, he's yeah, go ahead. He's he seems like a guy who's gonna go day three, like fourth fourth round ish. Yeah, and just immediately be an impact player because he's such a physical runner. He's got really great contact balance. Um, you know, you he, know, he's got I'm, he's got burst too. You know, what I'm feeling right now, and it's not a direct comp, but it's just my feeling in my heart. It is oh. Devin Singletary. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, where they're both, like, obviously quite short but well built and really great footwork and contact balance. Yeah, maybe maybe Hawkins isn't the same like just pure jittery contact balance as Singletary, but he's got I think he's got more juice. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got better long speed. Yeah. Um, it, okay. I'll, the there's too many guys. UNC trio. I, I, not much. Yeah. Games, but I thought Newsom looked good, especially in the yak. Oh. And and I thought Diami Brown looked good on his two scores. Exactly. Just, yeah. He really subtle things about his route running that he's improved this year to add to the speed for uh, creating more separation. Yes, definitely. And you know what? On, on the second touchdown, I thought it was kind of interesting. Right before the ball got there, he stumbled and he was losing his footing, but he kept his balance and it made the made the catch. I thought that's just a little impressive uh, mm-hmm. feat of athleticism. And then your boy Michael Carter went off for two fourteen. In, in the back of Javante Williams went for one sixty nine at some fifty five through the air and he's they complement each other well where Michael Carter's uh, yeah. I think a pretty jittery fluid back and Javante Williams is kind of a bit of a bruiser yeah Michael Carter Williams I know it's the sickest backfield um, <laughs> it bugs me I keep mixing mixing their names up because I keep thinking of Michael Carter Williams um, <laughs> uh, when are you not thinking of Michael Carter Williams. It's, it's constant, but yeah, uh, I thought that those guys looked good for UNC. Yeah, and Sam Howell, that was that we didn't mention in sophomore. Yeah. yeah, that was like it felt like the first time that the UNC offense looked how it should look. Yeah, for real, right? Like you, you mentioned as Newsom quickly, and he looked strong out of the slot, just really good. Like nothing super explosive, just really. Yeah, smart working himself open, and then um, really, really effort in the run game was impressive too as a blocker. Yeah, um, anyone else for you? Uh, Liam Eichenberg. Yeah, Black Eye Eichenberg is what I call him. <laughs> yeah, he has been really, really awesome this year, and the Notre Dame offensive line as a whole has been. And you mentioned them ripping open holes for Kyron Williams earlier. They ran for three fifty three and four scores, gave up mm-hmm. zero sacks. He has looked really good every time I've watched him this year. I think he he's going to sneak into that day two conversation. You weren't too high on him in this summer, right? I've been very all over the place with him. Yeah. I was high, high on him entering last season where I thought yeah. like this could be a top 100 guy. Then entering this season, I thought his play took a step back last year and he was penalized a lot. And now he's just playing a lot like more technically sound. Mm-hmm. He looks stronger. He's plays like he's very physical and gritty. I, I think like, well, we, like in the classic, he's a right tackle in the NFL style way where I, I think he's a potential top 100 guy no fair enough and i mean that notre dame offensive line in totality has been amazing um last one i'll throw in here quick hitter 
Patrick Jones, uh, three sacks again. And uh, yeah. his, his running mate, Weaver, uh, had a six strip sack. Um, they, they were kind of all over Dracovic. Um, even though, go Eagles, they want an OT baby. But, uh, yeah, they, they keep looking great, too. Yeah, he Jones already has, I think, seven sacks this year. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's pushing to be maybe the first edge rusher taken. Gregory Rousseau, maybe opting out, not the move. Um, sliding down the board, speaking of Gregory Rousseau, I put Derek King. He needed to have a game against Clemson. He had looked quite good uh, through the first three. He needed this game to, I think, build himself past being a late day three undrafted quarterback and mm-hmm. he didn't have it through two picks didn't didn't complete even 50 percent of his passes um it felt like it was just forced like they don't have very good wide receivers and yeah. it felt like he was just forcing the deep ball and praying and the ball placement wasn't terrific the receivers weren't giving him any help um on the other hand he looked good on the ground as he always does and yeah i just think more and more he is it's going to be a long shot for him to stick in the NFL as a quarterback if he's actually only 5'8", too. That doesn't help. Um, yeah. No, he, he was my top like, guy, too. I'd like to see them. I'm not really criticizing Lashley, but, yeah, like just with the lack of receivers, you you think maybe they do a little – and they have, but a little better job in a big game of, like, designing easy throws for King to throw to, like, especially Brevin Jordan, you know? Yeah. I, I know the easy throws aren't coming against the Clemson defense, who uh, both of those corners look great. Booth had another sick PBU. But. Dude, Deron Kendrick looks like like that interception he had. I didn't yeah. put him anywhere, but he was both of them, like you said, were awesome. And uh, that interception he had, he's a former five star who was originally a receiver. Well, yeah. Like he's a guy who I think is going to move up boards for sure. And and Booth had that sick pick last week. He's, he's a sophomore. Yeah. Though, so. And he made another great play on the ball. It wasn't yeah. a pick, but he made a great play on the ball that the ball threw skills, his whole body. I had him down for sophomore with just too many guys. The ball skills looked uh, amazing for him so far. Um, yeah, King was my top guy. going to be scary. Yeah, King was my top guy. I mean, we kind of have to put KJ Costello again because he threw four picks and they scored two points against Kentucky. Two uh, points on 67 attempts or something? That's fine. That's a <laughs> that's Mike Leach maybe yeah and Mike Leach blamed Mike Leach blamed like the whole team same like they have like he didn't say uh what was the word he used but basically he said there's like guys in the program they're gonna have to get rid of oh great that's so great it's the I, I saw someone quote tweet and be like we've gotten the whole Mike Leach career experience <laughs> in one month already <laughs> Uh, I got a, I got a long list of guys actually. I'm an, I'm an asshole this week. Go, you you go ahead. Uh, I will go with Zimir White, the Georgia yeah. running back. I had him too, against right? yeah I, against Tennessee, and I didn't like him that much in the summer because I, I didn't higher. think he looked that I didn't think he looked that explosive, and that showed up against Tennessee where yes he just doesn't look that explosive, and maybe it's the two knee injuries, and he wasn't really breaking any tackles. He was going down for his contact a lot, and then their younger running backs were kind of much more flashy. Um, and I don't, I don't know. They, he just seems like he give me Sony Michelle vibes, like current Sony Michelle vibes, where <laughs> New England Sony giving Michelle him vibes, so, yeah. so many carries and he just doesn't look very athletic and isn't breaking anything. No, I totally agree. And you remember I was higher on him in the summer than you. And I, I have him here too. That was like the first one I kind of put down. Cause, uh, yeah, 50 yard, like 50 yards on 20 carries is not good. It had the touchdown, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been multiple weeks now where he just looked like, eh. You know, okay, like, who else you got? Um, I put Jackson Carmen. I, I know like Clemson dominated, but he had a couple holding calls. Uh, Quinty Roche, I felt like he worked him the whole time, and then he got mm-hmm. benched for a few plays because that was weird. Yeah, I don't know what really happened, but apparently he said something to to Dabo. Um, and I, I know like it's not like anyone's jumping on the Carmen train. It feels like even like that, the, I have you seen in people? the summer? Yeah, in the summer people were. Some people on draft Twitter were like, he's a first-round pick. Okay. Because okay. he's a former five-star, right? Yeah. He's at Clemson. But I totally agree. I, I put him the best prospect versus prospect matchup. Me too. And with, with Roche. And then I also put him for overhype because you're right. He The holding calls, Quincy Roche was working him. He didn't look like he had the, the foot speed or the athleticism to hang with a, a speed rusher like Roche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked he like, he, he kind of looks like a guard to me. With yeah. his playing style, and yeah, I thought tough week for him. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, who else do you have? 
Uh, I put Marvin Wilson. Me too. Um, yeah, the, he just didn't have any impact on that game while Notre Dame was moving him around and like, ripping open huge runs. And th- that's this interior a game... defensive. Yeah, go ahead. This interior defensive line class looks like it's not going to be good at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's a game that like. You know, FSU was in it. They just couldn't stop the run. You need a guy like Marvin Wilson to step up and make some tackles in the run game, man. Like, that's his thing. And he, I think could, it, he wasn't he wasn't doing anything as a pass rusher either, which... It, exactly. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, if he's not going to do that, then you need him to make plays in the run. So, yeah, he finished for one tackle. And like you said, Notre Dame had infinity rushing yards. Um, <laughs> infinity. I'll do I'll do a couple of quick-hitting uh, Big 12 wide receivers to finish my list off. Ooh. I thought Tariq Black and Brendan Eagles haven't been very impressive. Uh, Black, Black just hasn't kinda... played that much either. Exactly. So it's like, you know, the good thing for him is he's going to get the extra year. So it's like, it, but you know, like there was the big hype in the summer. Uh, yes. And obviously a big five stars. Well, so there's, just... been, there, there's been big hype since he went to, went to Ann Arbor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just like, if this was a regular year, it'd be, it'd be a little more like, damning but uh it's not the biggest deal but eagles kind of like you know kind of interesting guy had that big drop last week and just not making the biggest plays and going this is a direct line from the big 10 to the big 12 transfer receivers spielman also like it's like yeah Yeah, that's a good point but they just haven't got him involved in the offense much and it's not like they have world beaters out there catching the fucking football another no um but I don't, I don't know. I think he had like two catches, and I think they gave him a carry. Uh, but, I yeah. literally the first TCU game I watched, I forgot he was on the team until like halfway yeah. through the game when he finally was on the field and caught a pass. For real, and like he's he's just prim- like primarily been their punt returner and like had zero role with that offense. Yeah. So again, the bonus year is nice, but um, yeah, if this was a regular year, that'd be pretty uh, pretty bad. Uh, and then. I'm going to go with Jacoby Stevens, mm. uh, the safety for LSU. He just can't cover people. Yeah, he's a linebacker. He He's a linebacker who can't cover also, though. Because <laughs> that, that, also, Missouri all of a sudden has this random quarterback. Um, Fresh, freshman, yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah. can't say his name, so I didn't put him anywhere. I didn't watch that. Yeah, smart, so. smart. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Jacoby Stevens a couple times just getting torched when lined up with the – they have a good little running back who is the guy I mentioned when they played oh, Bama um, who uh, had the touchdown grab on the wheel uh, where right? Moses got confused. No, not Roundtree. Roundtree's their RB1. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, talking right. about the backup who, who who's like kind of a scat pack. He, he's almost there in Nia Smith in the way he plays slot and running back. And, uh, yeah, Jacoby Stevens just – I don't think he's got the cover skills to be um, mm. a safety in the NFL. Yeah, fair enough. That's it. I, I'm done my my long list of guys. And you justified all your your mean takes by saying at least they have another year. They got another year. You know, you can prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, who's your out of nowhere prospect? So I, I said I got Caleb Chapman, but I'm gonna go back to Friday night. I thought Jared Goldware, the uh, Louisiana ooh, Louisville <laughs> nose tackle, was interesting. He's six ooh. six three oh five. He's a senior. Blocked the extra point. The big one got his big old mitts up there. Also led Louisville in tackles, six tackles of TFL, and like just keying on him, it's, it's he's a nose tackle. It's like <laughs> he's kind of you know he's always facing a the center and guard combo there. I thought he looked really interesting, and it's not like it was a monster game or anything, but I mean the, the block kick it always gets my go- my juices going. But I I thought it, with that size and uh, looks like he moves pretty well, maybe playing out of place a little bit. I, I think that's an interesting one to watch down the line. Um. I'm going to go with an old friend of uh, the Florida Gators program, Felipe Franks. Oh. <laughs> I'm in. No. I can't believe um, it. We always knew he like he was a big-time prospect, <laughs> and he always had a big arm. But like he's playing pretty good football for Arkansas right now. They've been competitive. I mean, they upset LSU. They, they should have upset Auburn, but the refs f- fucking fucked them. On the, like Bonex clearly fumbled on that spike, and uh, they they were competitive for a half against Georgia. Like Sam Pittman has quickly made Arkansas like a watchable football program. I can't a lot I, of, remember how hard I was on the Pittman hire, and I can't can't believe it's looking okay or good. The other thing is he's he's out recruiting all these other uh, new like he's um for the next recruiting class because you know I'm so plugged in on recruiting now. 
Uh, he's recruiting better than Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, who doesn't know how to recruit, obviously. But like, <laughs> I, they're like they're going to be bowl eligible sooner than later, um, and probably probably this year because everyone makes a bowl this year or something. If Arkansas makes a bowl this year, uh, I need you to do a pig suey on the show. A deal, like, like uh, Bobby but, Petrino. but yeah, but uh, Frank's like we've seen worse quarterbacks, and I think Felipe Frank's get drafted. Who was that That guy who, uh, God, he went to the Jaguars in the fifth round. He was oh, horrible. My, Nebraska. Yeah. He was a, the, the Tanner transfer Lee. to Nebraska. Tanner Lee. Like, Felipe Franks is this year's Tanner Lee. That's my take. <laughs> and he's, this, he's like, he, he's, he's, he's ripping balls downfield. He looks more confident. This was in the rain. He threw for four touchdowns, over 70% completion against a pretty good Auburn defense and a strong secondary. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's every year there's the Tanner Lee or Steven Montez or someone like that. And yeah, there you go. It's Felipe Franks. This He's year. definitely better than Steven Montez. <laughs> but remember the hype? Yes. Uh, who, who made you look stupid? Uh, so obviously they got their doors blown off by Notre Dame. But after me being a jerk to Tamari and Terry last week, he had a good game. And uh, that one deep route. very much there. did. Yeah, everything Terry does. And uh, 146 yards, nine catches. Had the tough drop on the two point. But. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock him for that one either. That was a tough one. Again, uh, not the best mitts, but this was a big comeback game for Terry, and I had to put him down after I was an ass to him last week. So, I put Kellamond, who I, I, I think I put overhyped last week, but then this was, I think, the greatest game Kellamond's played as a Texas A&M Aggie. Over 300, three touchdowns was really strong with his decision making and his ball placement and like i said earlier this quarterback class is so open we're not really like i think it's gonna be a pretty rotating hot take door about who qb4 and qb5 are (laughs) through this season until we all get down to it and really grind out the tape after the season and it's shane bouchelle and felipe (laughs) franks um the transfers uh but yeah like mon I, although I'll forever hate his shoulder pads, Kellen Mond looked really good in this game, and this is like this Jimbo needed this win, and Kellen Mond gave it to him. It's funny though, like you could feel it from the first series. It's like, okay, Mond looks good, and they're gonna hang around in this game. I, I don't know how long it's gonna last, but then it lasted the whole game, and they won. So, um, best prospect versus prospect matchup. I already mentioned Jackson Carmen Quincy that, Roche. That was mine too, and like. <laughs> That, I think we could have put Roche for uh, outplay the box guard. So he didn't get yeah. a sack. I think he had like one tackle, a couple tackles. Yeah. Uh, and just one hurry. But yeah, like we mentioned, I felt like he just handled Jackson Carmen. Yeah, for sure. Um, prospect who outplayed the box score, who do you have? A couple guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Jock first, your boy. And uh, I think a lot of Hey, that's who I put. Hey, that's funny. Because uh, like he actually had a good box score, like five, five tackles, tack- two yeah. TFLs in a yeah. hurry. But he was so much more than that. Dude, okay, first of all, every single hit he made was a goddamn highlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flipping guys, uh sitting guys the fuck a, down. Like it was It awesome. was a tr- it, it, it was a car crash on every tackle. Yeah, man. He was he was just a lot of fun to watch. I'm kind of glad that towards the end of the game, uh they put together a whole package of his highlights and it's like, "Oh, like, shit. This is so <laughs> Yeah, that fun. was sick. <laughs> just it's just sitting people down, like you said, a car crash. It's just uh, just meeting people in the hole and knocking them on their ass and it's a lot of like outside the tackle stuff but yeah he, he's flying around he, he looks amazing do you have anybody else i do i put christian barmore because i think like yeah he had the sack and uh it's not like it was a monster game but i felt like if you watched him it, it feels like he was winning every single rep and, and it was taking two guys to kind of get a handle on him and it was matt Carell, uh leaving the pocket and it was like barmore hot on his tail trying to get to him and I, I thought it was an impressive game even though uh, like yeah, sack's nice, and it, it's you're an ideal. Like getting a sack in a game is good, but even though like it just wasn't a monster game or anything, I, I thought he um, I thought he looked really good. And I thought he had a slower first half and really brought yeah. it in the second half. Yeah, no, that's fair. And then I like I said, I threw two two here because uh, yeah. Cunningham kept missing him. <laughs> um, prospect who's being overhyped. I already put Jackson Carmen here. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Okay, I'm going back. To the well, and I, I think I found my uh, my hell to die on this year, Rob, and that's a bad yes. one. Yes. Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. We mentioned already. The stats look great. I don't think the substance looks like like the stats do, though. I, we mentioned it. It's just like it doesn't get the juices flowing, man. It's like obviously he's playing very well, and uh, 
I'm just not ready to to say he's quarterback four or five or anything like that. And people seem to be like pushing him into that second round, maybe late first round, being that guy that's like, okay, maybe he's not this good, but he's gonna sneak in. And like, yeah, he's throwing for 400 yards a game. I I don't know, like. The throws just don't feel big time to me. I don't think the arm is the greatest. Um, he's not a great athlete or anything. Like it's he's big and he's winning. Kyle Pitts, well, Kyle Pitts, year. and Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony have really juiced some of his numbers too. I 100% agree. It, you know, it's, it's Tony doing it after the catch, and it's Pitts making everything. He just catches everything. It's like. I don't know. It's like you see Pitts like reaching back around the defender, making catches like you know off his back hip, and it's yeah, he's getting the ball there, but it's it's not big time throw. So that I'm gonna, this is my uh, hell until I get to this winter and uh, I look stupid. But yeah, I don't think. Um, and then for small school guy, I, I the only G five game I watched was that Houston Tulane game. So I just put Marcus <laughs> Stevenson again. I, uh, I, you know what I did? I dipped into a game we didn't do, but uh, it's it's the Jay Adams report, baby. Uh, another six catch for 101 yards and two touchdowns. But look at you, Rob. You know who you forgot about? Luan Winningham, the Central Arkansas receiver. Another three touchdown game. He's got eight touchdowns in four games. Who I know we watch a lot of Central Arkansas Bear <laughs> football games early in the season. Uh, he looked interesting. A weird, kind of an interesting guy. I don't know if we'll ever say his name come the spring, but... He's balling right now, so you got to give him some credit. Um, you know who else you have to give credit to? Don't say twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. No, I wasn't gonna. But then you said that. <laughs> Listen up, fellas. Today we have a new Manscape product alert. Manscape just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmer, your ear hair trimmer. Take a oh, take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. And AJ, if you if you just try to pluck these hairs out yourself, you'll die. Death. Remember Inst- that. Instant death. I read that on uh, on a Reddit. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with a weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent snicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotator rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes it for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hairs out with your fingers? No, because you'll die. That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean, enjoyable. Time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of your partners roll, polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. But hey, that 21%, they think it's hot. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with a weed whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with their code ROGUETHEORY at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. Hey, but also, if you don't like the Rogue Theory code, try this one. Armchair for 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Uh, uh, Rob, what? I got some bad news. You've actually been suspended for two weeks for that ad. Why? It was a good weeks. read. Yeah, I read it really well. No, it's, it's That's like, two, week, two weeks suspension. Uh, shut up. The wait is finally over for a tr- I read that already. I'm not on today. <laughs> two, three I'm weeks now, buddy. <laughs> Me and Ian Rappaport, man. Um, <laughs> hey, bet online. You want to go make money? Bet online at Bet Online, your cool. online sports books experts and the presenter of my five picks of the week and AJ's one short of a six pack. How'd you do last week? Two and three, but Ole Miss should have counted. It was uh, they didn't cover our line, but they covered the whole line. I went three and two because I took Bama. Oh, you're so smart. I know. Um, it's like I said at the top of the show. It's not a great week in week seven. Obviously, we get Georgia Alabama at the end of the night. 
Um, so maybe we'll have some different picks this week. Yeah. I'm starting fr- Friday night, 9.30 on ESPN. Number 15 BYU at Houston. Uh, obviously, these rankings will change uh, by the time you're listening, probably. But I'm going to take BYU minus 14.5. What do you okay. think? I'm glad you brought this game up. I, I thought about it, but I was so salty after BYU kicked the shit out of a losing attack last week and then didn't cover this week against UTSA. Uh, so I was going to take Houston. I, I, that, that, yeah, I think that line's solid. I'll give it to you, but roll Cougs. Um, oh, wait, wait which you. ones? <laughs> Houston. <laughs> no, I'm taking BYU. I know. I'm taking, not really taking, but I'm, I'm taking Houston. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I believe in Zach Wilson, who I thought was your guy. Guess not. He's he's my son now. Um, what's your what's your, what's your first game? Yeah, I'll stick with a weekday game, baby. Wednesday, seven thirty, Espen, Coastal Carolina, ULL. Uh, I said the Raging Cajuns minus four and a half. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, Coastal Carolina is good, and, and the Raging Cajun have played it close a lot of the time. Exactly, and you know what I'm doing? Taking what my Chanticleers, doing? baby. Roll, roll, okay, now I respect it. Roll Shanties. They're going into ULL. They're upsetting the whatever they are, 23. But We love the quarterback. Yeah, uh, wow. I'm M- McCall? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah McCall's going to go in, <laughs> and uh, Levi Lewis is going to pass the torch of, okay, you're the next one, kid. <laughs> they're gonna upset you all that was a cool thing to say um okay <laughs> no- noon on either abc or acc network pit at not anymore rated number seven miami I've, um i think miami minus seven and a half what do you think um it's a tough one right pit coming off the loss miami looked you know decimated uh i think it'll be in that seven to ten neighborhood so i'll, I'll, I'll let you have it Thank you, and I, I will be taking Miami. I think this is a big rebound game for them. It's going to be really fun to watch that pass rush against Dude. this this yeah. offense. Miami's um, offensive line isn't isn't good, but um, I think yeah. Pitt's going to keep it keep it relatively close. But in the end, I think Derek King has a nice little bounce back game. It, like it should be an entertaining enough game. Like Kenny Pickett um, is at least fun to watch. Right? Yeah, like it, it's I think probably the best noon game to watch. Yeah, no, you might be right. Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll stick at noon uh, in the ACC uh, on ABC. Uh, Clemson at Georgia Tech because I had to. I'm taking Clemson minus 21 and a half. I think it's going to be. It's at Bobby Dodd coming off. Uh... It's at Bobby Dodd and they got that one. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, you know, I almost wanted to pick Georgia Tech, but just like. You know, relying on two freshmen against this Clemson behemoth, uh, it, it isn't going to work. I mean, if King and Miami can't get it done, uh, they're going to make Georgia Tech look bad. Uh, I think Sims is just going to get rattled, and yeah, Clemson is Clemson, man. Um, 330 ESPN, not ranked this anymore. It's number 17 LSU at not ranked this anymore, number 4 Florida. Uh, I got the Gators minus 12.5. Okay, we, we we matched up here. I struggle with the line. Uh, I put it seven and a half. So you, you want to go ten and a half? Sure. Okay. I just LSU's not very good. Yeah. No, I, I'm taking Florida too. <laughs> I'm taking Florida. Yeah, like the Florida defense sucks, but the LSU defense also sucks, and the Florida offense, I I trust more than the like. I trust the Florida defense to make more plays than the LSU defense at this point too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know what the total is going to be. But if it's like under sixty five, take the over. It's gonna be a lot of like points. this. Florida's gonna be like ranked ten, and LSU won't be ranked. But this is a game to watch. I still think because LSU still has prospects all over that team. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm I shit on Kyle Trask every week, but good college quarterback, and uh, he's still you know he's gonna be a solid pick. But um, yeah, I, I also take Florida. Can't trust much on LSU. Miles Brennan kind of had some flashy throws, but I mean they got they lost to Mizzou, man. They're going to lose. Um, 7 p.m. ESPN. I've got number 8 UNC, who will be ranked higher. Nine and a half point favorites on the road at Florida State. Uh, I think that's going to be bigger. Um, I, you, I, go, at least give me 10 and a half. Okay, I'll give you 10 and a half. And I'm, I'm, I'm obviously taking North Carolina. Their running <laughs> game was awesome last week. Um, 
in the Florida State defense, non-existent. I think Florida State will be able to hit some big plays here or there because they were able to against Notre Dame, obviously. But, like, North Carolina really found its footing last week. I'm excited mm. to watch Chaz Surratt uh, in this game, too. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a guy I'm excited to watch every week, and we don't talk about him that much on here, but, damn, he is fun. From your linebacker class in general. Yeah, it is. It's like, and it feels a little low key fun right now, to be honest. Like, it's not yeah. getting the attention it deserves, and it, understandably because you know the big dog is uh, is out. Um, <laughs> why are you messaging me? <laughs> uh, my from your ACC team to my ACC team, baby. Uh, Eight p.m. ACC Network, the best channel on TV. Uh, Boston College at Vautech. Not sure. I almost picked this. Okay. Four and a half Vautech. What do you think about that? It, wait, it's at Vautech? Yeah, in Blacksburg. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, Vautech didn't look great, but um, BC looked good. I, I'm, I'm taking my Eagles. You already know I was taking my Eagles. Um, I knew you were. <laughs> I'm rolling on the Dracovic and Flowers train. And Hunter Long train, baby. I love them. They're my favorite players in the world. Roll Eagles. Right, right, rightfully so. Uh, and then I think both our final games will be 8 p.m. CBS, yeah. number three, Georgia, at number two, Alabama. Bama, three and a half point favorites. I put four and a half. Is what I put it. Yeah. For Bama? So yeah. we'll go four. Okay. And who are you taking? I I went back and forth with it. I also went back and forth. Um, let's break it down a little bit then. That Bama, the wide receiver core for Bama against that uh, Georgia. It's – it's, this is – I don't think there's a better or a more fun – matchup during the regular season than this Alabama offense against this Georgia defense. Not off the top of my head. No, I, I, I agree. This is the first uh, test for old Mac. It's going to be interesting. But then when, when the Bama defense on the field against that Georgia offense, Stetson Bennett looks fun. He's getting it done. The Bama D's eh, a little rocky to start. I, I'm trusting that Bama defense. The talent Me too. There. Me too. I'm, I'm That's how Bama. I decided. Because yeah. obviously that I think that's like the the big question is do you trust the Georgia def- or Georgia offense or the Alabama defense more? And even though Alabama got torched this week, they have first round talent on each level. Versus that Georgia offense doesn't really like Kyrus Jackson has looked awesome. Mm-hmm. George Pickens has so much talent, but he's yeah not... they got to get him more involved and yeah. stop squirting water at people. <laughs> that was hilarious though. Their their yeah. offensive line's been shaky and like. Is Stetson Bennett going to be able to at Alabama with Christian Barmore in his face, with Josh Job, Patrick Sertain in that yeah. secondary, and Dylan Moses coming downhill? Like, I don't know. So I, I just, I think the smart money would be Alabama here. And I, I think Waddle, like as great as Campbell and Stokes are, and LeCount, Waddle's a bit of a game breaker, and I think you can only contain him for so long, and then you got Smith working underneath too. You know what I mean? It's too much. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so hey, roll Crimson Tide. But actually, I hope Georgia wins. But roll Crimson Tide. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's how that's how you hedge it. You like you hope for Georgia, but like if Bama wins, you win. It's gonna be the we're gonna see this game again at the end of the year in Atlanta, anyways. So what's the difference? No, we're not. Neither of these teams are in the SEC championship. That's my hot take. <laughs> that's a great take. I love it. Ole Miss. Uh, so uh, hey, come back next week when we talk or next show when we talk NFL rookies. Which we will do at a later day than normal because Thursday night football is canceled and there's a Tuesday night game now. Yeah, so hang around. Probably coming out Friday. Yeah, we're lazy. (laughs) Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.